How are y'all? Good. How are the rest of you? All right. Good morning. Thank you, Greenspring. That was wonderful. Fantastic. Um, whew, uh, well, a couple of announcements. Um, well, oh, yeah, y'all going to move back up. That's wonderful. Fill back in. Uh, this morning, we, uh, this worship service is in partnership with Interfaith Power and Light, and we will be bringing attention to climate change. Uh, there's congregations of different faiths, actually, who have been acknowledging uh, this subject matter all weekend long. And so uh, this Sunday, uh, Pastor Jamie is preaching and is bringing a word and some attention uh, to climate change. And so we welcome you this morning and um, are grateful that we can pay attention to how we can be better stewards of God's creation. Uh, also, just to bring your attention to some things, the poinsettia form is inside your bulletin, so we're taking poinsettia orders uh, because Advent is just around the corner. So you can feel free to fill that out, drop it in the offering plate when it comes around. Uh, you can also, someone asked me if they could fill out the form but maybe pay online, and that is absolutely fine. So if you are someone that actually gives um, online and use, uses the online for, platform, feel free to go ahead and make your donation there. And then somewhere in the memo, put that it's for, for poinsettia. So, and then maybe make a note on the form so we can be looking for that. So, uh, Also, we have a Thanksgiving potluck dinner next um, Sunday. So if you have not already filled in what maybe you might want to bring, we invite you to do that. It is in the main hallway. Uh, yeah, it's always a lot of fun. It is both our Thanksgiving potluck and will also serve as our Advent kickoff celebration. So that means that we will be finishing putting the, the finishing touches on decorations in the sanctuary and throughout the building. So we welcome everyone to, to participate in that. That follows worship next Sunday. Uh, there's also an interfaith friendship dinner that's happening this Thursday on the 21st. Many of you have like posted on Facebook that you're interested in that event. Do you all know what I'm referring to if you have the interfaith friendship dinner? That is a catered meal, and so they want you to officially RSVP through Eventbrite. If you have not done that and you have no idea what I'm talking about but you have marked that you wanted to go, just tell me and I will RSVP for you. Does that make sense for those of you who know what I'm talking about? Fantastic. And we look forward to celebrating with uh, lots of our different neighbors from different faiths this Thursday in Hanover Hall. Uh, Pictures. We are doing a new picture directory, and you can go back to signing up online. For those who haven't heard, uh, Dr. Mary Rose Ragsdale has been under the weather this week. She was in the hospital. She is now back home. She does not want visitors. She just got a, a bit of an infection, but she is back home. Do not go see her. Feel free to drop her a prayer card or a card of any sort, but she sent me a text last night. Do not come see me. Um, 
just listen to Dr. Mary Rose, all right? Just do what she says. But we, because of that, because she's leading the way for the online directory, we have went back to put online signups. So if that's helpful. So you can, you can still sign up online uh, probably this week and then we're gonna, I'll work with her to figure out how to, how to move forward. But if you are one of those people that love the online stuff and you understand how it works, keep signing up online, so. Thank you, and you can see um, Jess, sorry, what's her name? <laughs> that chick right there, yeah, no. Uh, and you don't have to be a member. If you're like, I'm not a member of 7th Street Christian Church, can I get my picture taken? Of course you can, please, the more the merrier. Um, you know, you can get your picture taken. You're, everyone's invited. Uh, and also I hope people have been noticing, it was in the November newsletter, there may be a few still in the pews, but hopefully you received your Advent and Christmas festivity calendar, and it's like up on your refrigerator or somewhere. You've already put all of the dates and stuff uh, in, your, in your calendar. Um, the first one, of course, is coming up next Sunday, but I hope that everyone saw that uh, the education hour on Sunday morning is going to kick back off. And so Reverend Jamie Lynn Haskins is going to be leading Sunday school through Advent. And uh, I hope you will come to that and mark your calendar for all the other adventures. And Dr. Ron Hopkins is dancing in the back. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> come on in. Come on in. Anyhow, all right, that's enough announcements today. Today is a wandering through worship um, because Pastor Jamie is bringing the word. Those that are interested get to wander with me. Uh, and with that, really, Jamie just laughs. With that, let us stand up, and Jamie, uh, Pastor Jamie is going to lead us in our gathering song. and Hayden, would you be willing to pass out some insurance? For those of you visiting with us today, it is our tradition here at 7th Street um, to start our time of worship with a joyful noise. Um, that noise does not have to be on pitch. It does not have to be in harmony with one another. Um, we just ask that you do your best to make a joyful noise. And so our gathering song this morning may be familiar to you, but the words we're planning to sing may not necessarily be super familiar. Yes, so if anybody would like to join us up front to sing and to play, please feel free to do so. Our song this morning is God's Got the Whole World in God's Hands. So that may be familiar to you, and then we are going to be singing the second verse as well. God's got you and me neighbor in God's hand. Instead of brother or sister, everybody here is a neighbor to one another, so we're going to use neighbor language together, okay? I encourage you, this may be a little bit out of your comfort zone, when you sing God's got you and me neighbor, turn to a neighbor and say God's got you and me neighbor. Make eye contact, engage with one another, okay? This is a reminder that God's got all of us in all of God's creation. So let us sing and worship together. Ready? God's got the whole world in God's hand. God's got the whole world in God's hands. God's got the whole world in God's hands. God's got the whole world in God's hands. 
haircut. I mean, I forgot the announcement. Yes. Okay. Worship, I forgot one last announcement. For those of you who reside on the board, there is a called board meeting in my office immediately following worship. I apologize about that. So, Please rise and join me in the call to worship. Come, let us dwell in God's shelter. Let us dwell in God's work of art. Come, because the earth is God's, and God's earth is our home. We live among God's creation, and we are not alone. We share this life with the heavens and with the earth, with the waters, land, and sky, with trees and grasses, with fish, birds, and animals, with minerals and creatures of every form, with all our siblings in Christ. God is good, and everything God creates is good. God is love, and everything God creates is love's fruit. Let's worship God. Please join me in our opening hymn, All Creatures of Our God and King, number 22.
in the confession. Dear God, creator of the earth, this sacred home we share, our eyes have failed to see the beauty all around us. Our ears have failed to hear the struggle of those who live off the land. Our hearts have failed to recognize the brokenness in our communities. We have failed to selflessly serve the earth and its people. Restore our son that we may protect the wonders of creation. Help us to listen attentively to those who stain by natural resources. Humble us to hear the wounds I have inflicted. Unite us in relationship to the land and our neighbors until your beloved community is formed. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Know that Christ, present at the dawn of creation, sustains, calls, inspires, and forgives you. We are empowered to be a new creation. In Christ, all things are made new. At peace with God, let us now offer the peace of Christ to one another. Please be seated. Our first reading this morning comes from Psalm 98. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. 
Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre and with the lyre and the sound of melody. And with trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let world and those who live in it, let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and people with equity. The word of God for the people of God.
Our second scripture reading today, I won't shout at you, I promise, comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 65, verses 17 through 25. Hear God's word for us today. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days, or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. But the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. You might be familiar with the saying, If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Maybe someone at work wants to try a new strategy for, I don't know, fundraising, but the old strategy has worked just fine in the past. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Maybe your family has a tradition of traveling to a nearby Christmas tree farm and cutting down a tree with an antique handsaw, but someone in your family wants to let the employees of the farm cut it down with their fancy electric saw, a traditionalist in your family might say, no, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You get the idea, right? Things that work in a sufficient enough way, even if outdated, they don't need fixing, or the saying goes. We don't get passages like today's from Isaiah unless something is broken. This vision of a new heaven and new earth doesn't come out of thin air. Things are broken in the Israelite community. They need fixing. And if things can't be fixed, the Israelites at at least need a vision of hope or of new life to help them wade through the brokenness. The restorative vision that is in our text is based on all that God has done and will continue to do. 
God's covenantal promise to Israel's ancestors was that God would give them the gift of peace that would enable them to thrive. But over the centuries, that covenant was broken and peace was disrupted. It was disrupted by injustice and corruption. The reality of life was that conquerors continually displaced families, taking their children away from them, throwing them out of their homes and off of their lands. Jerusalem was destroyed and Israelites suffered in exile. But just as God liberated the children of Israel from slavery and oppression in Egypt, in Isaiah's vision, the people will be brought back from exile to live in their own land, free from the fears of conquest. This is a vision of a whole community, freed from distress and injustice, freed to live in the way that God intended them to live. In a time full of distress and injustice, a time when it is hardest to imagine any light, Isaiah unveils a vision for a better world. Brokenness calls for restoration. Something is fractured, and it needs to be fixed. But maybe it's the skeptic in me. Is this vision from Isaiah too good to be true? Too peaceful? Too joyful? Too blessed? Too clean? Too neat? Too new? Too divine? We know full well that this vision of a dreamy utopia is not our own reality. What's happening in our world, and especially for today's purpose, specifically in our own climate, is confusing and disrupting. Plainly, it's altogether terrifying and disconcerting. Weather patterns are shifting at incredibly high rates. Disasters such as hurricanes and wildfires are destroying the lives and livelihoods of our neighbors across the world. And these changes in climate, as much as we try to ignore it, they're driven by human action. Massive carbon footprints stomping on our shared climates. So when we affirm that science is real, we see the terrifying truth that global warming is causing severe weather, heat waves, sea levels to rise, crop failures, and mass extinctions. These environmental threats don't affect everyone equally. Rather, they're an embodied extension of racism and injustice that's rampant in our world. Take the Pamunkey Indian tribe, for example. Maybe you know that the Pamunkey Reservation is only about 25 miles east of Richmond, adjacent to King William County. The reservation is made up of approximately 1,200 acres of floodplains, swamp, and marsh, and is almost completely surrounded by water. This has its benefits, but it also has its setbacks. The benefits are that the Pamunkey tribe historically has had access to natural resources, water and fish from which they feed and nourish their communities. Now, these are more like polluted natural resources. However, the Pamunkey tribe has also suffered from the rise in sea levels caused by climate change. 
their shorelines are eroding, and their community is consistently flooded when storms pass through. The Pamunkey Reservation is literally being washed away by climate change. Environmental threats caused by climate change have much more of an impact on people of color and those living in poverty than they do on those of us with lighter skin and financial stability. Those of us with privilege have access to other resources that combat the impact of climate change on our own livelihood. Some of those resources that we go to feed into the damaging cycle of fossil fuels and carbon emissions and climate change all together. When it's too hot outside, what do we do? We go inside and we crank up the air conditioner. When our tap water tastes bad, what might we do? We go to the grocery store and we buy a case of plastic water bottles that in itself is also wrapped in this plastic shrink wrap. You know what I'm talking about. To avoid the negative impact of environmental threats, we feed the cycle, perpetuating the harm to our environment and harm to our neighbors in vulnerable populations. Our collective sin hurts the so-called least of these. I'm incredibly guilty of this. So isn't a vision for a better world, like what Isaiah provides in our text today, something that we need now? But not just a vision, maybe some incremental goals, some tangible steps to a better world. God's covenantal promise extends to us in 2019 and beyond. We cannot reverse the harm that we as humanity have caused to our environment, but even in the midst of this harsh reality, we can hope for a better world. We can work toward a healthier world for all of us, our neighbors included. Our Green Chalice team here at 7th Street seeks to do just that. Every little bit of green living counts. Recycling, turning off the lights, walking to the grocery store instead of driving. But these little bits only build up and really count if we back it up with systemic changes, too. When we commit to making changes to our personal living while also holding accountable policymakers and large corporations to be environmentally conscious in all that they do as well. God created us all interconnected to one another and to the entire cosmos. So taking care of the earth is justice. God never stops creating. You can tell that in this passage as well. Verse 18 of Isaiah's prophecy says this, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. Not in what I have created, but what God creates in the present and what God can, will continue to create moving into the future. The new heavens and the new earth are not solely in the hands of God. They're in our hands too, as co-creators with God. Most recently, our young people have taken climate justice into their own hands and are living out their co-creator identities through word and through action. 
Our young people see clearly the threats of, of the climate crisis and in turn are creatively dreaming of a better world. They're climate prophets, if you will, bringing hope to our present and to our future. You've likely heard of Greta Thunberg, who's 16 years old. She spoke directly with the United Nations. But she's not the only activist. You see, there's Isra Hersey. She's 16. She was inspired to be part of a climate activism after seeing pipelines built in her home state of Minnesota and after hearing about the water crisis in Flint, Michigan. Autumn Peltier is 14. She is fighting for water conservation and indigenous water rights in Canada. Bruno Rodriguez, he is 19. He mobilizes fellow students in Buenos Aires, Argentina, to fight government complacency and pollution by large corporations. Marie Copany is 12 years old. She brought national attention to the water crisis in Flint, Michigan, after writing her concerns to former President Obama in 2016. Our own Darren Loggie is 18. I had the opportunity this week to talk with Darren and ask him some questions about his own participation in the climate strike that occurred back in September. He gave me permission to share his wisdom with you this morning. So these words are not my own, but Darren's. He shared this. I've been hearing these words climate change for just about as long as I can remember. And as I've grown it up, it has become less of a debate and more of a well-known and tangible threat. As climate change has been designated by other generations as my problem to solve, we, the students, took it upon ourselves to go out there and to get the ball rolling. During the strike, about 150 students from my school walked out at 10 a.m. in the morning. We walked with signs and chants to, meet, to the meetup point downtown, Dominion, go figure, where we joined with groups of strikers throughout the city. As far as demographics go, most of the strikers were high school and college-age students, but the age range was truly diverse, as we were also joined by a group of elementary schoolers, adults, and senior citizens who also wanted their voices heard. There were also scientists and even a few government officials who came out to show their support. Our destination was the courtyard of Richmond's capital, where we heard multiple speeches and received calls to action. The ultimate goal was for someone in the capital to hear us, and I'm sure that they did. Most of our protests were centered around Dominion's policies that disregard the health of our local environment. The last question that I asked Darren was what advi advice he might give us as a community as we seek to dream and to move toward a better world. Here's what he offered me. What I noticed that day was that many students were hesitant and even didn't participate because they would get in trouble for walking out of school. I'm sure that the same advice goes for people with work and family commitments. 
but I would like to remind anyone who wants to participate that it is a protest. We've got to offend somebody if we only fight climate change on the schedule of its contributors, we'll never get anything done. We need to be done asking for permission because the world is quite literally at stake. Oh, and of course, vote. This, friends, is our hope. Our commitment to be co-creators with God our commitment to envision a better world, our commitment to be God's new creation. May it be so. Amen. Of response to God's word, I invite us to join our voices in singing for the healing of the nations on page 668 in your pew hymnals. If today the Spirit has moved you to want to join 7th Street Christian Church, I invite you to do so and to join me up front, as well as those who will be joining us from wandering through worship in a moment.
over here. Come on, right, yeah. There we go. Sorry, sorry. You came at the end, Brenda. All right. <laughs> You're sneaking in at the end. No. <laughs> I like I it. I always do. <laughs> Well, it is um, a pleasure to uh, have two new members today. Many of you uh, may know uh, Wayne Langston. He's been visiting for several months. He's joined the choir. He's been coming to a Tuesday night Bible study. Uh, and uh, so, Wayne, we welcome you to 7th Street Christian Church and extend the hand of Christ and just ask that you do indeed reaffirm your faith in Jesus the Christ. And this is Brenda Stevens. She's been, she's been attending, but she also has been uh, traveling a great deal. Uh, so you may have seen her flutter in and flutter out. Um, but she has been a longtime member of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ and through some conversations discovered that we also were living in Raleigh yes. at the same time. Um, we've <laughs> never crossed paths, but, but our lives aligned. And we, too, welcome you to 7th Street Christian Church um, and extend the hand of Christ in reaffirming your faith that Jesus Christ is Lord. Thanks. Um, and then, friends, I um, invite us to turn to page 341 uh, in our hymnal that says, Welcoming a New Member. And let us join together in that. Actually, can I have my lighter? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Uh-oh, I've set you up to... All right. All right, has everyone found that? All right, let us join together. Reaffirming our own faith in Jesus the Christ, we gladly welcome you into this community of faith, enfolding you with our love, and committing ourselves to your care. and the power of God's Spirit, let us mutually encourage each other to trust God and strengthen one another to serve others, that Christ Church may in all things stand faithful. Let us welcome these two members. For continued embarrassment, I'll invite you to the back at the end of worship, and everyone can shake your hand and give you hugs and all that good stuff. So right. welcome, friends. Thank you. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh, Creator God, you gave us our earth and all creation. Help us to remember that we are creation's caretakers. We pray for renewal of our earth, scarred by war and greed. Remind us, O oh Lord, that we are your hands and feet in the ministries of 7th Street Church. Forgive us our neglect and blind eyes as we care for all creation. We lift up to you, O Lord, those who are suffering in mind and body. We pray for those who are lonely, forgotten, homeless. Have mercy, Lord. We give thanks for our earth and its beauty. We give thanks for all the animals and people in our lives. We give thanks for our faith community. We give thanks for your love and your guidance as we look to the future. In Jesus' name, amen.
don't know if I'm supposed to be here or there. I choose here. Um, many of you know that I try to, every year, read through the Bible. And it takes about 15 minutes a day. It takes discipline to set aside this time. But I believe when I take that 15 minutes a day, I double the time I have every day to do other things. I believe the same when I give my time to the church. It doubles what I can do. I believe when we, Bill and I, give out of our income, you can see what happens. The more we give to God, the more he gives back. And to support my beliefs, I'm going to share a few verses from David through the book of Psalm. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. From Solomon through Proverbs, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Another from Proverbs, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Another from Proverbs, do not withhold good for those to whom it is due, when it is in your power to act. From Christ through the book of Luke, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. From Paul, when he was writing to Corinth, each of you should give when you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, this last one is from Malachi, and some of it is sort of, but listen. God speaks. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and, I have, not, and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. So let us give of our tithes and offerings.
O God, in our sharing, may we be ever mindful of the, of the presentness of God connecting us and to see the new possibilities of the now. May these gifts be multiplied and blessed to do the work that you are calling us to do, O God. May they be used courageously and wisely to bring about your beloved community here on earth. Amen. Please be seated. Our whole selves are essential for a new heaven and earth to be born. As we prepare for communion to help us to be more present, I invite you to sit up in your seats, sitting up straight, taking a new posture. If you so wish, I invite you to close your eyes. I invite you to, be, to mindfully tune into the spirit that is within this sanctuary. And listen to God speaking to you in the silence. In the words. And in your body. And I invite you to ponder the following question. Imagine a new heaven and a new earth. Picture it. As the wolf and the lamb came together, what opposites have come together in this new heaven and new earth? Imagine the delight of this new heaven and earth. What does delight look like? Now we all know this communion hymn that we are about to sing. You do not need to open your hymnal. It is Eat This Bread. And I am going to invite Gerald to begin to play it, and I would invite us to sing through it twice and continue in this meditation.
table, we remember the story that as Jesus was gathering with his friends, we, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them and said, this bread is like my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he filled it with wine. And as he blessed it, he said, the wine in this cup is like the blood in my veins poured out to give you new life. Do this in remembrance of me. Behold, friends, a new heaven and a new earth is on the horizon, so close that we can touch it. So let us draw near to the table that proclaims a new day. And this is an open table with no exceptions, and all are welcome. So as you come forward, take a piece of bread and dip it into the cup and partake of both elements together. Let us pray. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, O oh God, those who've gone before us, who've stood where we stand, or seated in the pews where others have been before, singing the songs, playing the instruments, celebrating in this place. We are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses of those who've gone before us on this earth, who've lived in these houses and houses before, who've been in cities and cities that have fallen, who've been in the country, who've watched the earth change in so many ways. How disappointed they would be to see what has happened to so much of it. Bless us, O oh God, in this time of celebration and thanksgiving to remember where we live and whose we are and what it is we are indeed about. As we partake of the bread and the cup, remind us not only are we saved by Christ's blood and sacrifice on Calvary's cross, we are saved by his love for all of us and for this earth and all of its critters. May we love those critters. May we love this earth. May we love each other. And may we love you and our Christ so as this place may become even greater, stronger, healthier, the way you intend for earth to be and for all of us to live. In the name of the Christ we pray. Amen.
God, we thank you that in Jesus you have begun the recreation of all things. We give thanks for this meal that renews our resolve to build a peaceable, beloved community. As we depart from this table, we pray for resolve to become more kingdom-minded and to be your peacemakers here and now. We pray this with the same authenticity and passion as Jesus prayed, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and power and glory forever. Amen. and sing our closing hymn, When in Awe of God's Creation, found on page 688.
friends, hear these words of our hymn once more. How can we not pause in wonder, seeing earth as one and whole? As we heal our proud divisions, may earth's healing be our goal. Go from this place to heal the earth, to heal relationships between humankind. Go in peace.